because the soul is the earth, earthly bound and the king, we're supposed to be free and walking in the spirit. So soul ties hold us back from really walking in the spirit because they're, they're ties to our flesh and to our old man. Um, God wants to break these soul ties. This is Charisma Connection. I'm Chris Johnson. My guest today is Shane Rossiger, and he is author of four books, including the latest, Chunks of Meat, and that is a spiritual title that we're going to talk about, not just uh, not just something very appetizing for dinner. So, uh, Brother Shane, welcome to Charisma Connection. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, it's great to have you here. Now, let's look back on your testimony. I understand that Christmas Day in 2003 was quite the life changer for you. Could you tell us about it? Yeah, well, prior to that, I was 20 years um, doing drugs, shooting um, heroin, crystal meth, um, in and out of drug programs, and then AA. I was kind of religious because my, my mom would get me to go to church or I'd have um, little breakthroughs where I got tired of things. But this time, uh, around that time, prior to that, I was I really finally, I guess, surrendered and um, was just tired of living like that. And I had gone up in this church for prayer a couple weeks for the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the altar call, nothing happened. So then I went home kind of discouraged. But And I don't celebrate even Christmas or nothing even like that in that sense. But God met me where I was at because that's, I was a baby. And I, it was at that point what I, what I knew about that day and everything was... The birth of Jesus. So I think that's when he, he did that as a, a special kiss. So what happened was, uh, it was maybe 10 days, two weeks later, I don't know how, just a short time. And that morning I woke up and it was the, the Holy Spirit came on me and I was speaking in tongues, not just from my voice, but like from my belly. And I've had the gift ever since. And then um, he started, you know, I had many encounters with him, which I don't like to share because I don't want to be focused too much on manifestations, but there was like a four-month visitation, and he would speak. He spoke to me and all these different things. Then he basically said, now walk by faith and not by sight. Not that I don't hear him or speak to him, of course not, but it was a supernatural time that I didn't realize until it was over. And that whole time that I knew that I was really born again and that in God's call in my life, he told me about the prophetic and told me about yeah, and she sent like five or six prophets, and it was just an amazing time. And now, about 16 years later, um, four books, a church, 10 years with Hot House Truth, and been to 35 different nations, and we see God move and, and, and revival wherever we go. And then I'm just doing doing whatever He's leading me to do. And it was awesome. That's very powerful. I, I did see you just came back from Guatemala. It looked like you had a great ministry trip there. Uh, yes, ma'am. That's our, I think, our fourth trip there. We, we, we're beginning to get a lot of relationships and going to different villages and places. And not only that, we always try to remember the poor and we got new shoes and we, we don't just want to, you know, preach everything. We want to also demonstrate the love of Christ as well. But in the pure truth, we don't like to water down the word or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I understand you entered full-time ministry. Was it around 10 years ago? Um, well, I started, God pulled about two years prior to that, we started to kind of do some things, but he, we planted hot. We just 
basically didn't even realize it till the 4th of July. We're having, uh, for some reason, we had this special dinner where we had lobster and all, and some some um, good meat. And we realized, sat there and said, you know what, this is our 10th, because we weren't even focused on that. This is our 10th year anniversary. And, yeah, so it's 10 years that we started Hot House of Truth as the, as the gathering, um, you know, place. We called it a rally back then, rallying for the truth and freedom of religion is why God basically told us to start it on that time, on the 4th of July. It's a, um, you know, it's a, it's a sign of that. So that's kind of what we started on 4th of July, 2009. Okay. Yes, ma'am. So your church is called Hot House of Truth, and I have to say that's a very unusual name, and you're based in Nokomis, which is in southwest Florida. Could you tell us why you named it Hot House of Truth? Well, the Holy Spirit told me to. The hot part came in prayer when we took the, is it increments or something, when you take like the letters? So we added that to it. But about four years later, I came back from the mission field, and the craziest thing happened. My mother, my grandmother had died, and my mother... And I was fighting City Hall for a cross I had in my yard and a sign. Mm-hmm. We actually won the battle. I had Pacific Justice Institute, and we were um, fighting for the freedom of religion. Mm-hmm. And it was a big thing. It was on the news and everything, and I was not going to not gonna bend because they were actually trying to tell us that we couldn't meet in the house and pray, which is we started the church in the house. Mm-hmm. So I got home from this trip. My mom finds this in my grandmother's house, and it was... His name was Bound. Her maiden name was Bound. Well, he actually, and I had no idea about this, he did the same thing up in, I think it's New Jersey, and he used to take in the slaves, and, and, and um, they had the Holy Spirit, and they also were fighting the city, and you wouldn't believe it. The name of the church, and I have the article and everything, it's called House of Truth, and it blew our minds. So, and hmm. it was like, and you don't even see that. People have taken up that name a little bit, but they don't really have the hot. Anywhere, mm-hmm. like in nowhere, and that we we kind of knew, and they called him a Quaker or something. So there was something in the in the in my family line that that, that I think has a big part of that. Besides being healed of cancer when I was seven, they were going to cut off my leg, and I had a miracle then too. So um, yeah, I didn't know this whole uh, about my testimony, but it's great I get to share this today. So thank you. Oh my, let's step back to that time when you were seven years old. How did that happen that you had a miraculous healing of your leg? Um, my mom was, you know, just a normal person raised up as a Christian. We mm-hmm. had an, uh, lived in Coral Springs at that time, and we were actually, um, as I was at a, um, um, uh, amusement park, and I couldn't walk anymore, and my, and my parents had to carry me, so cut the, this trip a little short and then come come back to, to to here we go to the doctor get an x-ray the x-ray has part of my bone eaten away on my left leg and then the doctor says we're going to rush him to Jefferson Memorial it's kind of like a bone cancer I guess then I finally saw didn't realize till last year when I saw this movie with a guy that it's not, it would actually kill you. I thought it was just, I wouldn't have had a leg, but I found out more about that disease. It, it's hard to even beat. There was a football player or something. But anyway, so my mom's like, no, I'm not going to, you know, I want a second opinion. Then she called my aunt, which was involved in um, 
Tampa here with the church, and there was a um, full gospel business meeting in the Ramada Inn mm-hmm. in Tampa. My mom drove me. It's about a two-and-a-half, three-hour three drive, and th- threw me in the car, and all I remember is going there and then putting oil on me and praying for me and then just feeling my leg, the pain go away, and then I ran down the... the I always remember was these big, big, like, stairs, like, you know, like this... I don't like a, one of those big exotic like stairs from both ends kind of thing. Right. And running mm-hmm. down that, and they're telling me to run and do these things. And then mom started to get kind of crazy, and then she's like, he's healed, he's healed. And then so what had happened was the doctor came back, took the x-ray. The x-ray had one part of the bone that was missing, and the other was back together uh, like, like nothing happened. And then they still wanted to go, and they even took a biopsy and said it was totally um, gone. So that's, wow. yeah, and then that was at seven years old. So so did that impact your life? I mean, later on you became a drug addict and sort of went away from the Lord, I guess. Right, at, that was seven. And at 13 I got baptized, and I always like to say that when I got baptized because my heart wanted to fall down, is like from 14 to 33, is 20 years, I, I just... Um, I guess God had that calling and the devil just tried to take me out. And mm. I actually was on the doorway. I, even the prophet came and said, and God's an angel of mercy at that 30, like a couple months before that baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I was about to die. I was in a, a living in a drug crystal meth lab. I wouldn't basically do what they were doing, but there was like a warfare and I would actually uh, had some Christian tapes and I played some Christian music, but I was doing so many drugs that God, I like, so once I said the blood of Jesus, like all the demons just left the room. It was just so powerful. Hmm. And I even wrote on everything of that, like for two months, like it's all about the blood of Jesus. I found out how right from that point about how powerful it was, but I couldn't say it for so long. And God just kept, and once I said that, it was like the angels came and just cleared the room. I had peace. Then I went in the program and then it was just, it was crazy. It was all supernatural, but I think that was my last like chance. And then, but I think from from seven years old, he marked me. Plus that other thing I told you about, um, my relative who who was doing the same thing um, with the House of Truth thing. So finding out things here and there. But yeah, that's what happened with that. Well, it's interesting to look how our history impacts us, and then just different things through our lives. And as you said, you know, Satan tried to to mark you, but God had you marked, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and for, at 14, like, I just couldn't, you know, I, I got to, like, drugs and all that, I just was so, and just a lot of rejection, like, when I was a kid and everything, and it's just, I, I see it all, like, God kind of allowing all those things to happen to be able to do what he's doing right now. But when you're going through all that, you just, you know, and then like the, the one of those prophets said that I like my poster was on the gates of hell and, you mm-hmm. know, and said some other things and all these things just started to come together. But now I I see the big picture. Satan put, saw the healing, probably saw what God was doing, saw, saw things because he, you know, he's been around when all my relatives and myself and he hears everything, sees everything, but we just don't know it and didn't realize that I was. You know, he was trying to take me out, but God was with me. And when I finally surrendered, 
then it was all over. Now I don't, you know, I'm free and it's amazing. Hmm. Besides all the blessings and everything, I'm free and, and, and setting other people free. Excellent. Well, now we as go I... To prisons, and we also go to prisons every almost everywhere. We went into prison in Kenya. Hmm. That no foreigner has been in there for like seven, never. And the prison's been around for almost 70 years. And we just get favored to go in prisons in almost every nation. Wow, that's interesting. And you've been to a lot of nations. 35, you said. Yes, ma'am. Uh, you don't stay home much, or? <laughs> well, right now we're starting a church in Brazil. Actually, I'm leaving Monday, and hmm. we will be in Brazil for ten days because we're starting a Hot House of Truth Brazil. Okay. And we have the Mission House now. We're actually looking for the the property, and we've been meeting now. We're renting a big house, and that's where the church is meeting. We're not really open for the public. We just have the foundational people, mm-hmm. and we're taking it one step at a time, but. God's going to do something major in Brazil, and we're just getting ready for it. So we're kind of like, I live one-third there and two-thirds here, but we have leadership and everything here, so when we go, everything's okay. Yes. And me and my wife do most of the traveling there. Okay. And I'll be going to Colombia. I'll be going to Colombia in November. That'll be my next, and then Brazil again in September. Have you been to Colombia before? This will be my first time. Okay, that should be an interesting trip. My the, my connection my connection in Cuba, and I'm gonna I'm gonna send him there. He's been there, and he wants to take us. So I'm flying him there and meeting them, and I'm gonna be meeting this new pastor. So it'll be a new, and he's already <clears throat> talking about all the prisons we're gonna go to, and the, and a bunch of different things. So they're really excited. He actually uh, WhatsApp me this morning. Well, it sounds like uh, your ministry is certainly expanding. And then as, in terms of your books, you've written four, as you say, and the latest one is Chunks of Meat. And I think we have a clue to what that name means from the scripture that you put on the front from Hebrews 5 about strong meat. Would you like to share about why you called it Chunks of Meat? Um, chunks of meat because it takes like little, it started with getting little things from God, like little revelations on, 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 uh, Facebook and stuff in the morning. And then, um, then getting like these inserts, like there's no storyline to it. It's just all like just revelation of the Bible, like taking the word and breaking it apart and giving more understanding to people that read it. Cause sometimes the King James version is and then inspired by the holy spirit so each chapter like you said soul ties will be digging into that and what are soul ties and where it is in the scripture to, and everything's backed by the word of god so it's not like some you know fairy tale or it's just basically just the real word of you know and in chunks of meat you know we we can't just um grow on just um being um kind of like motivated but we got to learn you know how to stand against the enemy and how to stand against the persecution, how to stand in the Word of God. And and the, the, just, the, the Bible says that the Word of God renews our mind and changes our thinking. And as our thinking changes, then our life changes. And as our life changes, you know, then so it's just, um, we call it chunks of meat because it's not about one topic. It's whatever the Holy Spirit is bringing, but it's kind of like a daily devotion, but a lot deeper or more, and with revelation on every topic, and then it'll have all the topics going through it. So if you, you know, you can go through the book and find out, I want to know about this, and then 
it'll be it. So, but it's all backed by the by the Holy Spirit, and many you know people have read it already, different things, and it's really blessed them and set them free. So, what are some of the things that you believe that believers need to be chewing on as they mature in their faith? Um, well, I believe solely and and um, us as believers that's not really being preached and taught as much as is being able to stand. It's like picking up our own cross and denying ourselves in that sense because, you know, if we don't pick up our cross, we have a lot of things out there that we know that Jesus finished the work and he said it was finished, but as well as he told us how to stand and what we had to do in our life. So, and then we have Paul talking about running, running the race. Then we have, Jesus telling us not to look back, and we have all these scriptures, and if we just cherry-pick these couple little grace ones, we can't really stand on that at any time. we got to know, you know, we got to know, know how, like, to be to be brought up. It says strong meat is to them that are full-aged. So the Bible says that God put apostles and prophets, pastors and teaching for the edifying, for the building up of the body, that we all come into the full stature and the measure of Christ. And that's maturity. So I see a lot of um, Christians in the church a long time not really growing, just, just being Christians and not understanding the Word. And, and then when things come that are strong, they either reject it or they don't receive it because they're not used to it. So I think God is trying to um, bring out, like when Paul came and brought these letters to the church, these were corrections and different things, and we live in different times and seasons now, and the Word of God will do the same thing. So God just is just bringing it to life. Like, I've got the one right here, like chapters, some of the things in the chapters, United with Christ, Center of Saint, um, New Wine, uh, Wounded Warriors, and th- there's also things that will help us when we're being attacked, um, Dead Trees, um, Never Forsaken, there's a lot. I'm looking at this. I haven't really looked at it. Um, you know, you got yeah, it has the breaking soul ties in here, and just from A to Z. Well, talk to us about that a little bit. I think soul ties is something that a lot of people deal with. What are soul ties, and how can we avoid them? Well, I I, I have a lot of even people wouldn't even imagine that. One of the biggest things is people get lonely. A lot of people that have a victim mentality or they've been abused or something, they create soul ties with things to to help them. Like it, like say a lady had a, um, a bad relationship before Christ with 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 a, a man and now she's she's wounded and everything. She might like really get infatuated even with a, with a dog or something and then all of a sudden this dog, then all of a sudden she can't go on mission trips, she can't come here with the dog. It's like the whole world starts to revolve around the soul tie and it's um, un natural affections for things and these become mm-hmm. like little um like little idols in between that god cannot really do the healing or change us we hide behind these soul ties and then some people have soul ties with their family and jesus said anyone looking back is like he said forsake father like so now we can't like our family has more control or our relatives or our culture people have soul ties with their culture that in, ends up stopping them from advancing the kingdom of God, if that makes any sense. Like uh, the things that come into mm-hmm. the church that aren't really in the Word of God, and we they become. Jesus also said that our traditions make the gospel of no effect. But what I've seen more 
his culture of soul ties when God, like in Brazil, we're going there to try to set them free. And they do a lot of different things than we do, but it's cultural things. And these things begin to be part of their soul, and God tries to break them off to set them free. Because the soul is the earth, earthly bound, and the king, we're supposed to be free and walking in the spirit. So soul ties hold us back from really walking in the spirit because they're, they're ties to our flesh and to our old man, So and behaviors and habits. So um, God wants to break these soul ties. He doesn't want us to not love these people or do these things, but it's these, the ties are, it's like uh, holding you back in your soul area. Mm-hmm. And they, they're all planted like in wounds and different things. And um, a lot of people feel it's like keeping a victim mentality. Your whole life will never be a victor. You know, you have to break that. You know, you have to realize you have to be who you are in Christ. So like the Chunks of Me book establishes who we are in Christ and what we have and the authority we've been given. So we can actually, you know, everybody knows that Satan's on our feet. But if you look around, it feels like he's getting the best of a lot of people a lot of times. And that's because they need to be rooted and grounded in the truth in Jesus Christ. So, and that's really, soul ties hold us back from really being free in Christ. Like your soul tie with an old friend in school. Well, you, he doesn't do anything here. The Bible says not, you know, be unequally us with unbelievers. And all of a sudden we, we keep these things around and these familiar spirits stick around with these things. Like, for example, I've seen people totally free and all that, and go back around old environments, and all of a sudden they start to act different, think different, and start that old man starts to, to like if somebody had issues with growing up in their family, and they go back for a visit, things just start to come out and all that, and you're like, wow, where did that come from? And it's, it's those soul ties that pull them back to that soulish realm. There's a lot more in that, so in the hmm. book, I mean, you can really get into it. I mean, got this off the There's there's a lot to unpack there, I think, and and also I'm sure in many of the other chapters where you talk about different revelations that you've received. So, Pastor Shane, would you mind uh, praying for our listeners as we close that as that we would be more mature in Christ? Amen, Father. I just thank you for this opportunity, Lord. Father, lift up every listener. Holy Spirit, we ask you to have your way, Father God. Father, we ask for your peace. It's surpasses all understanding. Father, we ask you to cut off every soul tie to show everyone the truth, that you are the way, the truth, and the life. Father, we ask for your mercy, your grace to come, Father God, and, 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 and mature your bride into, into, into being ready for your return, Father God, not being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, but knowing what is the wind of the Holy Spirit, what is the truth of the Holy Spirit, so the enemy cannot play with people and distract them. Father God, and as I pray that if they read this, and when and if they read this book, that you will set them free and continue as we're getting testimonies and testimonies from people being um, blessed by, by, these, uh, by these books, Father. We just ask you to continue, Father, as you make us little and keep us little in our own eyes, Father God, continue to expand your truth, your love, and your passion in the nations and in this nation, Father God. We just pray for this nation so much, Father, and we thank you. And we thank everyone that's listening. And Father, if there's anybody, we just bind any spirits on anybody that's struggling right now with any addiction. We bind every spirit of pornography, uh, addiction, anything, Father God. Right now, we renounce it, and we just, Father, ask for your light to just shine in every area of their life, that they'll have a quick awakening, Father God, that we will be on fire.
we are not lukewarm. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Brother Shane Rossiger, for being with us here today on Charisma Connection. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. And listeners, if you'd like to learn more about the Hot House of Truth and uh, Brother Shane's new book, where can they find out about those things? Do you have a website that you could point them to? Yeah, we get, we send out every book for free, too. We don't sell any, and we never will. I've given out over 10,000 paperback books, and they're online for free download anytime on our website. www.hothouseoftruth.com. Hothouseoftruth.com. Excellent, and we appreciate your generosity. Amen. Yeah, I just see it as bread being thrown on the water, and God just keeps taking so it's been It's been amazing. Excellent. Well, Brother Shane, thanks for being with us. And I'm Chris Johnson. Thanks for joining us, listeners, for this visit on Charisma Connection. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible. 